Hey, good afternoon, guys. You're talking with Aisha McNeil on her podcast about finances, relationships, and credit. Today, we are going to talk about the emotional state of mind of your finances. Finances are connected to your emotions. I remember working at the bank and I talked to my financial advisor and I was trying to understand how to get clients in front of of someone to advise them of their financial options. And what we talked about, what I learned from the financial advisor in her expertise is that people actually come to you when they are emotionally involved in what they want. Hmm. So it got me to think, wow. So people are emotionally attached to whatever whatever emotion it is is going to drive them to either learn of their finances learn of options for their finances or not care about their finances because they feel there is no hope because of their financial picture so i begin to say how can i help my clients in discussing their finances. So once again, finances are emotional. So when I used to ask the clients, there are some emotions that used to come up. And I'm going to tell you, defensive is an emotion. Defensive says I need to protect my business. I need to avoid criticism. So when you talk to a client about their finances, like myself, when I talk to a client about their finances, they get defensive. And I ask myself, why would a person be defensive when it comes to their finances? There's only two reasons why a person becomes defensive. It's because they're not stable in their their, uh, finances. And they're not happy about the fact that they're not stable in their finances. So one, they're unstable in their finances and two, they're unhappy about it. That's the only two reasons that one person, that a person will get defensive because they're trying to avoid the criticism because they already know how their finances make them feel. So to tell somebody is to open themselves up to be judged based on a financial picture. But I'm here to tell you, I don't care what financial picture yours look like. I don't care what it looks like. You must evaluate your financial picture and you must take into consideration of what your future could be like if you just target your goals, whether they short-term or long-term financial goals. You've got to target it. I don't care if you don't have any savings. I don't care if you don't know how to budget. I don't care if you have money and don't or don't have money. You've got to come with a strategic plan to do something about that thing because I guarantee you, once you decide to give yourself a better picture on your financial stability, you will feel better. Feel is the word. Feel. You will one, be better, but you will feel better, which is like I said from the beginning, finances are connected emotionally to an individual based on their stability and instability of their finances. Case in point, those who experienced the COVID-19 and could not get approved for unemployment, 
your emotionally state of mind felt, oh my God, everything is going to crash down on me. I can't pay my rent. I can't pay my car note. I can't even buy food. What am I going to do? Man, the office is done closed. I can't even apply at the office for any government assistance because it's closed. Now I got to make an appointment if I could even get an appointment to apply. I have no medical help. I have no food. I can't pay my rent and I can't pay my bills. And guess what happens to you? You experience more emotions that is connected to the ability of you're not able to pay your bills. Once again, finances are emotional and we have to talk about it. So if you calling me emotional, call me emotional. Let's get emotional. We got to be emotional about our finances and deal with it. We got to deal with those emotions. Men and women, all of us. So defensive Stop putting up that defensive wall to avoid criticism. And if you don't want that wall to come up or you don't want criticism, fix the situation. Get up, face the fact, and do what you need to do and get it right. Because here, like I told you, Aisha McNeil teaches you how to take life by the throat and make it speak into existence what you desire. And you live on your own terms when you control your finances. Okay, now let's talk about excitement. Excitement says I'm comfortable about my finances. I'm excited because I can go to vac- on vacation if I want to. I can buy my, my mom or my dad anything I want to buy them. I can take my sisters and brothers out on, you know, di- out to dinner and, and enjoy that. I'm excited because I can pay my bills with no problem. I'm excited. So guess what? These people are not defensive about their finances. They're excited because they are comfortable about their finances. They can talk about it. They can be about it. They can experience life because they are excited about all the sacrifices they made previously to get to the point they are right now. You've got to be in preparation for that moment of excitement in your finances. So that means you got to prepare now so that a month or so later, three months, six months, a year, you can be excited from going. You can go from defensive now. You can go from being defensive to being excited. But you've got to have a strategic plan in what you're doing with your finances. If you're gambling, if you're smoking, if you're abusing substances, you've got to be strategic and say, is that worth my state of mind? Is that worth me hurting myself, going through the emotions and the lack and the ability of paying things that I need paid? Is it worth it? Is that substance abuse or those um, alcohol abuse or whatever it might be? Is um, gambling or whatever that vice is, is it worth your emotional state of mind? Now let's talk about sad. Another emotion. Sad is when you're broke. You are sad because you are broke. And when you think about the COVID-19 situation and your job shut down, which you had no idea was going to come out of 
nowhere and snuff you out. And then not only losing your job, your job says we can't pay you for the time you're not working. And then you apply for unemployment. Either you did not work enough hours to even qualify for the year of unemployment. And now you cannot be approved for unemployment because of COVID-19 and COVID-19 is going on now. And due to COVID-19, you would not have lost your job. Okay. And now you can't be approved for the government assistance of unemployment because you did not make enough wages or you just was, was just about to start a job and you could not because of COVID-19, you have no money. What are you going to do? You are probably feeling scared, sad, emotional. Once again, how are you, if you have a house, how are you going to pay your mortgage? How are you going to pay your rent? How are you going to pay that car that you barely could pay off? And now because of COVID-19 and can't get approved for unemployment, now you could be losing everything. Why would a person be sad? Because they can lose everything. This is why financial consultants, financial advisors, people at your bank have always said, hey, sit down with me. Let's prepare for the future. And you refuse. You didn't have time for it. And you lived paycheck to paycheck and you never saved. Or you thought your savings was good enough for you to sustain even three months or six months, find out COVID-19 is still happening. It's after nine months. And where's your savings? And you utilizing all your savings because you could not build upon unemployment. You could not build on getting that job you were supposed to have. Or you could not build when your job, your current job stopped paying you. And you're sad because you are about and could lose everything you have. That is emotional, people. That is emotional. Your finances are connected to your emotional state of mind. And based on your emotional state of mind can mess around and, and, and make you sick. First, you are emotionally sick from your financial situation. Then you become physical sick because of your financial situation. People, we only trying to save you. We're only trying to help you. And most of the time people are so stuck on what is this person going to get out of this if I sit down and talk to them? Do you really believe that based on talking to that banker, based on talking to that financial consultant, that it's more about them getting paid to help you? If you was a business owner and you had a service, you deserve to get paid for the service that you provide. And so do they. But at the same time, at the end of the day, you're the one who's emotionally sad because now you did not prepare. You did not, when wisdom called out into the streets, you did not adhere to the voice of wisdom. And now you find yourself in COVID-19, financially, emotionally stressed, physically stressed, and mentally stressed. And totally financially stressed. Sad. Finances is connected 
to emotions. Let's talk about another one. How about disappointed? Disappointed. You made bad decisions. Nobody ever expected something like COVID-19 to shut down the world and the economy. Oh yeah, we heard about the Great Depression. We knew that building more homes than selling them was a problem. We knew that lending more money for things that wasn't even, you know, perceived and in, in, in any type of investment um, dividend, we know that that could bring a problem. But who knew that something like a virus, something like a virus, something like a flu, only 10 times or 100 times, whatever it is, worse. But who knew a virus would take everything from you and shut the world down? Nobody. So you're disappointed now. You disappointed because you didn't hear that banker when that banker said, listen, let's take this and we're going to roll this over into a balance transfer. We're going to save you for 15 months. You don't have to pay no interest on this. And you're going to go ahead and you're going to end up saving hundreds of dollars that you pay for the year on this balance transfer. We're going to take that and put it over here. Give you enough time to pay it. How about when your banker told you, listen, you don't have a savings account and you got a checking account. So we, we should start going ahead and take like five or $25 monthly out of your checking account and automatically putting it into your savings account. He's like, nah, nah, I'm good. I got savings elsewhere. Knowing you did not have savings anywhere, but because you were one defensive about your finances, you knew you didn't have savings, but you was embarrassed. So you didn't want nobody to judge you. Right? So you, Wanted to avoid criticism. So you told the banker you had savings somewhere else when you didn't. And then how about you say you saved something and you probably only got $50 at the house. But you refused for the past few years that your banker came and told you, listen, move this money here. Just automatically, you won't even see it. You won't even know you got it. Just forget about it. And then when you really need it, it'll come in handy. How about when that financial advisor said, hey, Yo, you could take your money and put it in a, a higher yield account. And why are you making this money? You're like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Only to find out that when COVID-19 happened. Now, yeah, you sustained yourself for six months. That's great because the financial advisors were telling you, you need at least six months. I always told my clients, you need to prepare for a year. You need to prepare for 12 months. When the financial advisor says six months, I double that as a banker. Because you never know what could happen. But who knew COVID-19 would happen? So now you are defensive. You cannot get excited about your finances. And you are sad because you are about to lose everything. So it disappoints you because you made bad decisions. One after another, after another, after another with your finances. So you are defensive, not excited, sad, and disappointed about your bad decisions. How about frustrated? Let's move on to frustrated. These are all emotions, guys. I'm telling you, finances are connected to your emotions. Now you are frustrated. Why? Because nothing you're doing now is working. You can't save like you should have saved last month or last year. You can't get a credit card because you don't qualify. You can't get a payday loan because you got all kinds of things on your credit report. 
You can't be approved and, and, and what do you call it? Get a line of credit, that a home equity line with the value in your house that's already there, but because your credit is bad, you can't get the line of credit or the personal line of credit. Just like <laughs> you're frustrated now because you're trying to go everywhere possible to get something right now that you can't qualify, especially in COVID-19. You done missed a payment two months ago. You didn't pay your rent. Now, homelessness is looking and shooting you right in your face because you failed to take actions and you made bad financial decisions that made you defensive and you can't get excited and you're sad and you're disappointed from your bad decisions and frustrated because there's no way to go. No way to go. No way to go. So your finances can be embarrassing for many of you to talk about because when we handle our money badly, we are connected to feeling badly. But guess what? For those of us, when we save, budget, and invest our money, we feel excited. Because we came a long way. And although we have a long road to go ahead of us, our discipline has taken us pretty far and it's paid off. So COVID-19 to people like us, it doesn't matter. Because we are excited and we're not defensive. We're not sad. We're not disappointed and we're not frustrated because we have saved, made investments and budgeted and disciplined ourselves. So that party you wanted us to go to that was going to cost a hundred to get in that bottle you paid 400 at the club for, we decided to invest our $400 that car you decided to pay for because it was the latest car and close to a Lamborghini, Maserati, whatever it was, Rolls Royce, <laughs> those payments, almost a thousand dollars. Nah, that's in my savings. That's in my high yield savings, getting me 1.2 or 2.15% interest. No, I'm good. We became disciplined. No, we didn't have the car that you drove. We didn't go to the parties you went to. We couldn't drink the best wines and liquors that you did. But guess what? Right now, we're not frustrated. When we are upset and we're feeling sad, frustrated, angry, you know, um, upset with someone, we decide we're gonna get dressed and we're gonna go out and we're going to shop and we call it retail therapy. Let me tell you what therapy means. Therapy means a treatment to relieve or heal a disorder. Now let me tell you what a disorder is. A disorder means a state of confusion. So here you are in a disorder, a state of confusion, and you need treatment to relieve or heal 
your confusion and we decide to go therapy, retail or retail therapy shopping. It makes no sense. You've got to deal with the state of confusion. You got to treat that thing by talking about it, not by shopping, because once you're done shopping, guess what? You still have the state of confusion and angry and frustrated about whatever situation you are going through and facing. So shopping is not eliminating that disorder, which is the state of confusion. So retail therapy makes no sense. Although retail does make us feel good. I don't have to be upset to go shopping. I think going shopping upset is like going shopping when you are hungry. You spend what you don't need to spend. You buy things you don't even eat and you're just hungry when you should have ate something before you even stepped into that grocery store. I'm just saying, it's my opinion. But emotions drive us to our spending. It is the driving force behind our spending. It is the driving force for um, billionaires behind their investing. It is the driving force behind us who save for our futures and become disciplined. It is emotional. Once again, like I said from the beginning of this episode, Finances are connected to your emotions. And if you don't emotionally check yourself, you can be emotionally broke. That will lead to you physically broke, financially broke, emotionally broke, socially broke. Okay. And all you have left is your spiritual. And that's broken too, because you not you have not lived to your potential you have not lived up to your destiny you have not lived up to the word that says that you are more than a conqueror that you can believe or be and reach any um plethora of your dreams because it can be exceedingly and above beyond anything you ever asked or heard of in your life You have not spiritually lived up to the fact that your destiny that you must arrive to requires discipline emotionally, requires discipline spiritually, requires discipline financially. And we're going to God and asking, 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 and we are not doing what we are required to do. So if you believe in the faith that says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, then everything else shall be added unto you, right? The desires of your heart shall be added to you. But there is something you must do. In order to become great at what you're going to do, you got to prepare what you have to do. You got to do what you need to do today so you can do what you want to do later. You heard the saying. Do what you need to do now so you can do what you want to do later. So emotionally, stop making decisions based on your current situation and circumstance. Base your investing, your saving, just like you do your spiritual. Your spirituality is based on the future that you're going to go into heaven. You're doing things now so that you can become a great person and God can say, well done, thy faithful servant. 
So you are working now for your future life. So you got to work now in your finances now for your future future financial stability. Make sense? It's really not rocket science, people. It's really not. I say this not to condemn you, but with excitement that there is hope. There is hope no matter where you are. There's hope no matter where you are in your circumstances. I have, if you tell me I'm a single mother, it's not an excuse. I was a single mother of two young men. If you tell me I can't do it because I go to school and I go to work. I went to school, I went to work, and I was a mother, and I saved my money. You can't tell me that I was homeless because guess what? I listened to somebody to tell me, go this place and stay there 24 hours. They're going to have to give you your own apartment, put you in a hotel and pay you if they keep you longer than 24 hours. Guess what? Five days I've tried to live homeless with my pregnant self. And those people, if you know from Brooklyn, New York, EAU, okay, uh, a place and you go and you're homeless and you get this. But let me tell you something. I have $1,400 in my bank in my little jar because the lady that I was surrounded like a grandmother, she told me how to save my money. I saved my money and I had $1,400. I rented a small little studio for $375 a month. So here we are. I got two kids in their bed. I got my bed in one room. I'm living in a studio small enough, but comfortable and clean and it gets the job done. And I saved my, I decided these people not putting me in an apartment quick enough. I'm out of here. I got $1,400 in a jar. I'm out of here. I left. Listening to people to get you messed up. Some people sending you to get help somewhere and it's just not making any sense because it's not aligning up to what your destiny is. So I went back to why this woman I was staying at, like a grandmother to me, who helped me save my $1,400. And I opened up that classified. I found an apartment. So what am I saying? An excuse about being a single parent. Yes, it's tough. It's rough. It's hard. It's emotionally draining. And sometimes you probably think about dying because it seems like it's much more easier for you not to think. But the question is, what about your children? How would they feel without you? How would they survive without you? How would they go on without you? It's you who've been giving the task of guidance, protection, and provision for your child the same way God gave it to us and to our mothers. So that's no excuse. I was a single mother. I went to school and I went to work. And yes, I had to pay daycare. I had to pay after school care. I paid whatever I needed to pay to get my kids with safe people, family. And just because they're my family doesn't mean they can't get paid. If you're going to pay a stranger $300 a week or $200 a week, then why not pay your family? Because if you could pay your family and you know your children are safe, guess what? You also built up your family financially. No excuse. So what am I saying? Aisha McNeil tells you that you can take life by the throat and make it speak into existence what you desire. Because I have done it. I have come a long way. I have declared bankruptcy and couldn't get a credit card. I have declared bankruptcy and couldn't get a bank card. You know, when you at Bank of America and they offer you the bank card as well, the credit card. No, you might go to the bank, but you can't get the credit card. You can get only this, the account, right? So listen, 
I've done that. I paid the price for doing it, but I rebuilt. I had nothing. I began to use cash for many years and I began to save at the same time. I knew that I wanted to buy a house and I couldn't do it without credit and I sure enough couldn't do it because I didn't have enough money. So when I saved my money at that job, I got that bankruptcy and I continued to do what was right, financially smart for me. And guess what? I ended up buying my condo like a breeze like no stress, a breeze. I walked in the car dealerships and could get any car I wanted. I could have got a brand new Mercedes. I could have got whatever car I wanted. I went into the car dealership with my last car, Honda. I put nothing down. They knew my numbers. They knew where I worked. I gave them the documents. I put no money down for a $33,000 car. No, you might say $33,000 ain't nothing. It was a brand new car. It was my fourth, what was it, my third fourth because my first car was a Hyundai Sonata no my first truck was a Tahoe Chevy Tahoe 1998 my second one was the Hyundai Sonata my third one was the Chrysler Sebring my fourth car I walked in so no it's not gonna happen on your first car it may not happen on your second car your third car but by the fourth time I walked in that place that was the first car I never put any money down it was the first car that I had at a 2% interest rate. It was the first car that I took home overnight and then I was able to just tell the people to do the paperwork and I'll be there after work to pick it up. It's really sweet when you can walk in and get what you want. It was another time where I sat at the table now, I sold the condo and now I bought a house with my son. I bought the house with no money down. No money down. I walked away with money. A few months later, we got $2,300 back. A few months later, uh, next year, another 300 and something dollars. All I'm trying to tell you is, I know what I'm doing and I do what I do because I love doing what I do and I want to do it for you. So if you have any questions, concerns, feel free, reach out to me at AishaMcNeil.com or you can go to send me an email at speakyourdesires at AishaMcNeil.com. Follow me on this podcast. We talk about finances, credit, relationships, and mental illness. I am your favorite author, speaker, writer, you know, financial consultant. I am your girl. I am your favorite. Put me under your favorites, please. I love you. I, I look forward to hearing from you. And since we always know what I do, let's take life by the throat and make it speak into existence what we desire and live on our own terms. Love you. Later.